0: It's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. I'm a national champ!
1: I'm national champ! I'm national
2: champ! Unbelievable! Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Hey guys, this is Evan Maxwell, and I am joined by my biological brother Seth. And this is your Monday update. So first, we're just going to tell you about what we did today.
1: Seth, you want to give him a little recap of what we did? Yep. Hey, Seth. Um, today, first we went to these waterfalls as a team. We went with the Oklahoma wrestling team as well. Um, we jumped off. Massive cliffs into water, which was pretty cool for some of the guys because they were conquering some fear. And even in myself, I was conquering a little fear, to jumping off things that I've never jumped off of. But it was a lot of fun just hanging out with the, especially the, the guy who was our guide. He was just this Dominican guy that was just really passionate about it, what he was doing. He just really enjoyed what he was doing, just jumping off cliffs with us. But um, then after that, We went to the beach, and we got to see some local shops where they had local artisan stuff to buy, and I met a pretty cool um, artist. I'm pretty into art, so, I mean, I guess you know that since you're my brother, but (laughs) um, I'm pretty into art, so I met this pretty cool artist, and I was trying to find a painting. You were with me, so you were watching that. Sure was. you're but, telling them that they weren't here for this, so I yeah. remember that. It's true, they weren't here. <laughs> so anyway, I met some cool people and I met some cool artists that were just really passionate about what they were doing. I was able to buy a few paintings today, which was cool. But other than that, we went um, snorkeling, which is sweet. I've Never been snorkeling before. Today was my first time. And we saw some cool coral reefs and fish that I've never seen before, some cool blue and blue fish and zebra fish and all types of fish it was, it was a good day it was we had some pina coladas and enjoyed the sand a little bit
2: had some nice fish we tried the chicken um i think it was a good way to finish off our trip um, we worked really hard all week it was just good to relax and enjoy the time together um so now for the rest of this update um, we're kind of going to recap the whole week um, in our perspective um we have a, I think we have a different perspective going into this week and into this year, me being a senior, Seth being a freshman, um, so we want to give you a taste of where our minds are at, what we're thinking, and um, just those two different perspectives. So we each came up with five questions to ask each other. I don't know his questions, he doesn't know mine, um, to give you guys an, an authentic representation of what's going through our heads. So... Um, how do you want to do this? You want to just alternate? You ask one, I ask one, whatever? Yeah, we can do every other. Cool.
1: Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Started with a a deep one. Oh, I like that. Um, in what ways did God change your heart on this trip? Wow. It's deep. Um, I think
2: I was really humbled by this experience, Um, just the thought of, you know, I I think I've been thinking about my future a lot and um, plan like what I want to do after college and stuff. So these things seem like opportunities that I want to consider. And um, just the thought of sacrificing my life at home in America to come to another country, watching these people um, sacrifice their lives, dedicate their lives to this ministry Um, it's not always easy. Um, And then also just, I mean, seeing the way that people live down here is humbling because I just know that I I complain over the littlest things when things don't go my way. Or um, I see a lot of people, they don't have the latest, greatest piece of technology or we don't have air conditioning or I don't eat my meal on time or whatever. Um, It's just really humbling to see the joy in people's lives that they still find even though they don't have all those things that we label as necessities, um, their necessities are very different and I was able to see how community, um, the way they depended on Christ, the relationship with God and um, their relationships with, I mean even when we came, the way that those kids shined when we showed up, um, it's really humbling I think. So. I think he's changed my heart in the sense that I want to be able to um, stop taking for granted the things that I have every day, um, just live and
1: live humbly. Um, I think another thing that a lot of people got out of this week was like people are like in America, we're kind of raised to make money, I guess. So like get a job that makes money or even just make a job, like even if it's not for the money, But, like, people, like, I guess teammates I've heard, I think Trevor Waite said something about, like, why am I looking for a job just for money when, like, these, well, I guess just changing this perspective, living with these missionaries, because they're doing everything for God. Like, they're, even though our life, like, we might have a job that's not ministry-based, just finding a way to use that for ministry Mm -hmm. instead of wasting it. Because I feel like so many Christians just kind of waste their opportunities or just do their job just to get it done right. and like support their family when they have so many opportunities that they pass up every day. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I I mean, I've passed up on so many opportunities in school or just every day that I just don't want to make that mistake in the future. And the people, the missionaries here have the mindset of I'm here for missions. And that's how our life should be in whatever job we have, in the school that we have, just every day on the streets. It's, it's easy to give into to the lies
2: of this world. All right. I get my first question ready. Um, who do you feel you bonded with most this week and why?
1: Um. And I bonded with a lot of people. It's good.
0: You can know, say multiple I,
1: people. I probably the first person that comes to my mind is Logan. Um, Logan Cruz is a freshman. If nobody knows. Um, when Lo, like when we first got here, we all knew Logan. Like we all knew he had a good heart, and we all loved him, even though he's like a he's a really quiet kid at first, and we didn't really know what his personality was, but I think just like not being embarrassed of being weird, like that's one of the things I, I I try to do is like just be weird around people and not care what I look like and if I look stupid or Which just kind of be free. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. Just being real with people helps them be comfortable with you, comfortable with you, and I just. Saw Logan open up to pretty much everyone on the team. Like, we didn't really see a lot of personality from him. But he, I don't know, he's hilarious. That's cool. You said he was one of the funniest people on the team. Yeah, he's a funny kid. But, um, besides that, I mean, the leaders on the team, I bonded with so much, like, Kanan and Trevor Waite. Like, I don't even know, man. Like, they just feel like brothers. Just, like... I don't think we ever had, like, a specific conversation that just, like, made us bond so much It's like, just this love that I felt that just made me feel just like they're, they're with me since day one or something, but they feel like a brother. It's pretty special. I, I guess I'll piggyba- piggyback a little bit since
2: you, uh, <laughs> you you answered your question for me before, so I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, I think it was cool. There were a lot of people that um, worked with Go Ministries um, that didn't know the language or didn't know English, and like we had a driver, a janitor, cooks, um, photographer, and then just a one, just a leader guy who he spoke some English, um, just kind of led us through what we were doing. But I mean, I felt I feel really close with them after this, and um, a lot of times the conversation was what's up how are you doing good yeah just basic phrases that i know um but it was really special um to even be able to tell somebody i love you
1: um tell Uh, people that it's pretty cool i was gonna bring that up how like the holy spirit has no language Mm -hmm. and even if i had no idea what anyone was saying i just felt the holy spirit like i felt love the love of christ right even if they didn't even say a word, it was crazy. Like I never, like Jesus, God works in so many different like ways and he's in so many different things and everything's connected through God and the Holy Spirit. And it was just cool to see people that I didn't even say a word to, but I could just see Christ and I could communicate with them just by, um, just love, but, uh, Service. We get we get caught up
2: in rights and wrongs and rules and definitions and labels and man, yeah. God just calls us to love. So that, was, that is a cool perspective. Just thinking about loving and um, sharing Christ with people who don't speak our language just by serving them. It's pretty and,
1: cool. Um, another thing, not necessarily that I was hugging a lot of people here, but <laughs> I I like realized how important like physical touches yeah. and just like. That one kid that I was holding, when we were in the, the hole, which is a landfill that people are living in, I, like, I just like scratched his back and rubbed his back and just held him. And I felt so much love. I didn't even know this kid. <laughs> like, All right, next question.
2: I know the viewers can't see this, but um, this is just an awesome trip. Super, super awesome. Seth's crying a little bit. Um, I just think it's cool how the Spirit's working, and um, I think it's special because I have the opportunity that not a lot of people have. I have my brother right here, my younger brother that <laughs> I've been with Dick since day one. Um, so it's really cool to see God work not only in my my brother's on the team, but like I said, when this started, my biological brother, my brother in Christ, my brother because he's my teammate. So that's really special. Um, get it together and ask me a question,
1: brother. Um, how did you lead others and how did you feel led by others? Man, you just got the good questions today. Um Have you read it again? I got it. Um,
2: I don't know, honestly. Um, I don't know how I led people, but I learned a lot about leading um, this program has a strong culture of leadership and, um, responsibility. And so being here for only one year, I watched the leaders and the coaches and just the way that people are. And I had to learn it pretty quick. Um, so going into this year, um, I don't want to compare with other leaders, um, with the seniors from last year who were awesome leaders. And honestly, if I had to compare myself to them, I would never measure up. Um, So I'm just kind of seeking God through all of it and and seeing what he's teaching me. Um, One area, I will say that I learned talking to Coach Clark and Coach Clark's dad, um, and then just reading the scripture that I've been reading leading up to this trip a lot. I've been hearing a lot about, um, I wish I had an exact um, scripture to quote, but Basically, um, that even a fool who listens is wiser than a wise man who talks too much. Um, and so as a person who has a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge and wisdom, um, to share to someone like you who I, four years ago I was in your shoes or someone like, um, any, any of the younger guys, I mean, I feel like I relate to everybody. So I have a lot that I want to tell them and a lot I want to share, um, but that's really humbling to, to think that I, sometimes I just need to listen. I don't have to tell somebody that I, I think I know what they're going through or I know all the answers. Um, I just need to listen and love. Um, and then God's really been challenging me to just lead by example and, and not pick at what other people need to do and just tell people what to do, but rather examine myself and see the way I'm living and put God first in my life because it's easy to get caught up in saying, Seth, you need to put God first and you need to stop thinking about yourself. It's easy to do that and by doing that, I'm putting myself first thinking that I know all the answers. Um, But instead of that, I'm really taking a step back and putting God first every single day in my own life and then let God do the work. I don't have to lead anybody. I just have to let the Spirit lead me and Christ will lead others through me. So I guess that's both answers how I led this week and how I felt led. Um, so we get your next question ready. Are we only on question two.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow, it's powerful stuff. Um, what events do you feel stuck out to you most throughout this trip? I know you
1: kind of touched on some of them, but. Um. I'll talk about the thing that I was crying about <laughs> just well first of all it's funny not a funny story but an interesting story about <laughs> an interesting story about the whole the, that landfill that people were living in so well first of all we went to this basketball court and every, all the kids wanted to get on our shoulders so we'd put them up on our shoulders and and like run around with them, and they just feel so tall because we're so tall, and they're on our shoulders. So um, we made it down to the hole where we were gonna feed the kids, and we went into this room. <laughs> we went in this room, and this little tiny, tiny adorable <laughs> kid just just this comes up annoying. to me, comes up to me, and points to his shoulders, and like I want to get up, so I picked him up, and there was a fan in the room that I didn't know about and I accidentally, he hit his head on the fan. So, it was a bad experience, like, right. it was pretty bad, but the amazing part about it, well, obviously I'm an idiot for that, for not noticing that there was a fan in there. That's the only reason it's funny. It's not funny because the kid got hurt. Because I'm funny. Because I'm stupid, but, um, <laughs> but the awesome part was that the kid came up to me afterward, like he, he like was so quick to forgive me throwing him in a fan pretty much. And he came, he had like a gash in his head. He came up to me and just came to my lap and I just held him for so long. And then we went outside and then he asked me to put him on his shoulders again. And just thinking back now, I didn't really think about this aspect, but just the faith that he had in me and the, the love that he saw in me where he would, asked me to put him on on my shoulders again, even after that happened. And I don't really know how to expand upon that, but it was, I don't know. I felt so much love in that situation. And it was so hard to let that kid go, just to see him go back to the hole, where he was at and the living conditions. and. The only thing I can do now is pray. Oh. And I ask, I ask you guys who are listening just to pray for that kid. Pray for everyone in the Dominican Republic struggling. But prayer is so powerful. Yeah, we've seen it him,
2: seen him work. You got another question for me. Yeah.
1: Another thing that I just want to talk about um, um, is just I haven't had a good cry in a long time. And I was, I was ready for a good cry. But I wasn't... All right. I wasn't willing to just be vulnerable, even with my brother. It's so easy just to go through your day-to-day life just going through the motions and having those surface level conversations it's so important to be intentional in everything you do and yeah next question (laughs) i think it's really good because i think um
2: the people who are listening i feel like it's an opportunity to really be a part of this um it's weird. I wanted to pray before we started this that God would just speak through us because we don't have any script to this. Um, and we forgot. I forgot to pray before this. Um, but it's very clear that God is working through this. And it feels like we're talking to people. And we're not just talking to each other. So it's pretty special. We know God's in this. Anyway, next question. Question three.
1: Deep breath. <laughs> All right. um, Who specifically did you see change or that God was evidently working in on the team? So let me like preface this by, first of all, a little, just a little preface of the Oklahoma Wesleyan team came here and there was one kid on that team. Like the team was great and I loved all the guys. I didn't get a lot of time to get to know them, but there's one kid who's a freshman that like... I saw, like, it was just evident that God was moving in him, even in, like, the small conversations we had. Um, just who did you see on our team that you could see God moving in and that you could see changed through this experience? Man, that is a really tough question. Um, there's a lot of names
2: that come to mind, I think. I could talk about a lot of people. Um, specifically, I would just say, I mean, as somebody who's older and who's kind of been through stuff like this and, um, knows what it's like to be a freshman or sophomore or whatever, um, it's easy to, and it's, it's really fun to see the younger guys in this environment and to hear the perspectives of people who are seeing this stuff for the first time in another country for the first time, who are stepping out of their comfort zone and their faith for the first time. So... Um, we all know, I think, Jonathan was on last night's podcast, I think, and we've been talking a lot about him. Um, it's been awesome to see him grow, and I've only known him for a couple months, um, but you and I can both say like, the way that his, his passion has grown and um, his desire to grow is really awesome. So I think I saw his, his perspective change this week. Um, Grant Smith was one person who comes to mind, I think, um, he talked about wanting to live life like the people down here. And, um, I know that we're kind of, I don't want to kind of ignorant almost in a, in a sense being here for a week and thinking we'd really know what they go through. Um, I think it's easy to just show up and see them live with joy and stuff. Um, but we don't see the daily struggle and we don't see everything. Um, but I mean, I was touched by that too, like just the way that they live down here. So, um, I saw his perspective change, wanting to go home and stop taking things for granted and just enjoy the simple things and the little moments. Um, Michael Zitney talked about how before he came, God was kind of somebody who um, he thanked and asked for some things and talked to. uh, He was just there, and there was no hope of him actually really doing anything, Um, but his perspective changed in that he's seen God work. Um, Trevor Harrell, um, I know he was touched specifically last night at the bonfire. Um, he, we talked about how going into this trip, he even was mad at God um, for the things that his family's going through, um, being in the hospital and a lot of hard times. And I've seen his perspective change um, after seeing these people's lives and how they're touched by God and um, the grace of God and that, God works all things together for good, even if it seems like it's a mess. So I've seen his perspective change, his heart softened. Um, you, I've seen you um, grow, and I think it's tough. I mean, you and I both know it's, it's like, well, you may not know my perspective, but we kind of talked about leadership a little bit. And So I see each person individually, and I try to figure out how, how to best um, – I don't even know if lead them but love them how, how to best love them and um, some guys are harder to figure out some guys are pretty simple um, but you you'd think you'd be the easiest one but you're the hardest one to, to figure out i know how to love you i guess um, but sometimes i may not know how to get through to you or i may not know how to lead you um, and sometimes i just don't know how to love you so um but i do love you i mean i don't want to say this because i'm a little biased but i love you more than anybody on this team and that's saying a lot because these guys are my brothers and this is truly a family. Um, and I, I don't just throw that phrase around. I don't think they're just, I'm not saying brothers to be corny or family. Like I actually mean that. I think everybody means that. Uh, but obviously none of you are going to judge me for saying, I love my actual brother, um, with a different kind of passion. So it's cool to see you, um, in an environment. I know you've never been in another country like this and seen, um, this stuff. So, to watch you humbled before my very eyes and to see the Spirit work in you um, and to hear you pray and talk to guys and share your heart um, is, is a really special opportunity for me. And I'm sure I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Um, so, I know I just named a bunch of guys. You asked for one, and I could go down the list even longer, um, but we can move on to the next question for yours. Huh? It's mine. Well, question three, right? Um, what is some advice you would give to your future self once this trip becomes just another memory? Wow. So basically I'll say I, I've been through um, Bible camps, mission trip, um, just spiritual highs, experiences like this that God really moves inside of me. Um, some of them I'm like, I'm a totally different person from now on. I'm going to be blah, blah, blah. Um, even like getting baptized, like getting baptized was a thing where it was like, man, I'm a totally new person. I'm never going back to the old me or whatever. Um, but the longer you live, the more you realize, man, these things come and go and life is ups and downs and spiritual highs and lows and plateaus and all that stuff. Um, so as someone who is trying to be really intentional about, How am I really going to apply this trip because I know in just a month from now, maybe even a week, I'll look back and be like, man, I wish I could remember what we even did. You know, so I'm going to ask you that question, which is a tough one to answer. Um, I'll, I'll ask it one more time. What is some advice you would give to your future self once this trip becomes just another
1: memory? That's a tough one. <laughs> I know it is. I don't even know how to answer it necessarily. Um, I don't... I think there are, like, basic pieces of life that I've been learning on the way, and maybe I'll discover it as I'm answering this question. <laughs> but, um... First of all, one thing that I've been learning in the past year, few years maybe... One is community and accountability, which go together. Um, Community is a hard thing to find unless you're kind of thrown into it like a team. Like I've been thrown into this team and I'm so grateful for that because I have accountability and community and fellowship. Um, when When you're not on a team or you're not actively involved in something, it's very hard to grow. That goes for anybody. And it's hard to grow spiritually on your own. Even if you're pursuing hard, if you're reading the Bible and you're praying, it's hard to grow by yourself. And that's one thing I've learned. Um, even, like, one thing that I learned in one of the devotionals this week was the church is, I forget what they called it. There's some foreign word that means church, which means um something ecclesia, ecclesia what, what did it mean again assembly or coming together or something but that i connected that to like how two, two or more together are way more powerful than one and uh the three core the three strand cord or whatever it is the the rope made of three strands instead of one is so much stronger um I don't really know where I was going with that, but it's just so important to have people by your side and the prayer of two people. If you're praying, like if we pray together, it's it's so much more powerful than me praying by myself, which praying by yourself is powerful on air. Um, that's the first thing is community. The second thing is wisdom, which is a, a big difference from knowledge. I've been filling my head with knowledge all my life and it's cool and stuff, learning at school and just different things that you can put in your mind. But I think a lot of times it's just distracting. Just, um, just being in your own thoughts. Because you can entertain yourself with a lot of different knowledge. You can entertain other people with a lot of different knowledge. But wisdom is a different thing. And wisdom can come from two things. God giving you the wisdom just through the Holy Spirit. Where I think Jack, Coach Clark's dad, um, when he first got saved, he was telling me this yesterday, when he first got saved, he, someone asked him, well, before he even got saved, someone asked him, are you going to go to heaven um, when you die? And I think he went to church for the first time, or he went to, he heard the the gospel for the first time, um, like a few days earlier, but he never even heard Like the answer, but God gave him the answer in that moment. He said, Um, he said, Why, how would you get to heaven? And he said, By God's grace alone. And he, no one taught him that, but the Holy Spirit told him the answer. That's one way that, um, God gives wisdom is just through the Holy Spirit. Second way is through the Bible, which we know is true, and I know it's hard to like some people question whether it's true, which is like an easy thing to question, because it's a book and and humans wrote it. And I know a lot of people struggle with believing it's true, but for me personally, the Holy Spirit has told me it's true. And I believe it with all my heart. That's another way to get wisdom. So community one, um, wisdom two. What was the question to start with? The question is... Um, oh, that advice like to my future self. This is just a tangent. But three, there's got to be something else from this trip that I can give myself advice. My well, first advice is be in community, pursue wisdom and truth, which you know is Christ. Three, um, what have I learned in this trip that I cannot tell myself? Uh, know, just that God has no language, and everyone has equal access to God. Um, Everyone deserves to hear about Jesus, and there's no reason why you should see someone on the street and pass them up. There's no reason why you should see a person that looks like they're addicted to drugs and not say hi to them and not show them love there's there's no reason to look at somebody who's different than you and and see that as a barrier there's no there's no barriers God breaks all barriers and we're the ones that are putting the barriers on which is so stupid. We're idiots. We're, like we hold ourselves back from so much. We hold us back from who God wants us to be, and just to, I guess my advice would just, just be you're stupid. I would tell my future self you're stupid. No matter how much you know, you'll you'll never, you'll never be good enough. But God has made you good enough. He, His grace alone, I don't know, like, the only advice is, just pursue God. That's the only thing you can do in life. I would, uh, I would encourage you to write some of
2: that stuff down. Write yourself a letter. Um, It's true. I think, one thing, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I kind of want to share it. Um, One thing that I learned maybe when I was about your age, yeah, I think I was your age, um, someone talked to me about um, coming up with a mantra. And this just reminded me, because that's some powerful stuff right there that you just talked about. Um, and it's a lot, you kind of are overloading yourself. Um, and this is not, all of that stuff has, it has something to do with this trip, but this trip is a very small factor in that. So you're finding out who you are and how you work and the things that make you the best you possible. Everyone listening is very different than me and very different than Seth and very different than each other. So everybody, our mission in life is to figure out who we are and and what makes us the best us. So anyway, a mantra is basically something that um, you can tell yourself when you're confused or when you're depressed or when you forget who you are. And so I would encourage you, you just named three things. I never asked you, um, to come up with three things, but you kind of came up with three things. And I think I want to encourage you to start writing that stuff down and come up with pillars to your life and who you are. And those pillars can change and grow. Um, for example, I have three pillars that since that time, maybe, probably about four years ago, um, that I've carried with me and they were built off of scripture, um, three pillars. Um, steadfast with strength, lead in love, and fearless through faith. That's just my example. So, Anybody yeah. can be different. Steadfast with strength, lead in love, and fearless through faith. And those things are. Can you Expand upon that. Yeah, that that's based on. Um, well, that's what I tell myself because yeah. when I say those phrases, it
1: reminds me. It, it clicks. It's I a. Don't, I don't think it means as much to me as you can right. when you explain it.
2: Um. Yeah. So. All of those are things that I think at that time and over time I've developed as priorities. Um, things like, like you, you said community, and the other things you said, those are things that are becoming priorities to you and things that God, are, God is laying on your heart. Um, things that are making you the best you. So um, strength and love and faith were big things that stood out to me and that I wanted to cement in the very core of who I am. Um, And it's cool because I'm at a part of this program. Um, One of my pillars is fearless through faith. And one of the pillars of this program is fearless. And the only reason you can be fearless in life is because of your faith. And um, our main pillar is God first, others second, and myself third. Um, This is all stuff I'm just connecting recently in my life, which is pretty cool. Um, So steadfast with strength to me, my strength comes from the word and my strength comes from God and steadfast is consistency every single day pursuing and chasing after God. So that's God first, steadfast with strength. That's my first pillar that I came up with that God, I didn't come up with that God gave me four years ago. God first, steadfast with strength. That's what that means to me. Lead in love is my second one. And that, that was in a time when I was, I was on a team and that I had people around me, but not only that, I know I want to be a husband, or I'm about to be a husband, I know I want to be a father, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I am a co-worker, I'm a friend, and the best way to lead is in love, no matter what. I talked to you guys about it um, just a few minutes ago, talking about how I want to share all this stuff, but the key, the bottom line is love. If you're a parent out there, you want to tell your kids what to do and tell them the right thing, but they're going to look back, they're going to make mistakes, but If they look back and can say they loved me, then all of those mistakes you make as a parent because you do make mistakes. I know I'm not a parent, so I can't, but my parents have made a lot of mistakes, but I look back and say, wow, they loved me. Even when I hated them, even when it was hard, they put love first. So that's others. God first, to me, steadfast with strength. Others lead in love, lead others. And then the third one is fearless through faith. That's when it comes down to me. And the actions that I make and the things that I do, it's about fearless because my faith is the very center of my being and who I am. And that is why I don't have to worry about what people think about me. That's why I don't have to worry about the outcome of anything. Because if I do things right and put God first, then I will naturally put others before myself. And then I will naturally have a joyful and successful life in the way that God wants me to and not myself. So anyway, none of that was to I just want to encourage you and anyone listening, that's something that I learned and something I've been wanting to share with my team, and I think God has just prompted me to share that right now. I'm encouraging my younger brother right now. Start pursuing scripture and verses, and any of you that want to talk to me about this, it's a lot more than just those three pillars that I said. I have scripture, I have verses, and I have things that I'm trying to memorize on a daily basis. And Pillars. And pillars that you'll find along the way right the exactly future. things that you add and, and and honestly it's really cool to see how God gave me those and I didn't necessarily know why but he's continually cementing them in me and it, it's just cool so I encourage you guys to all do that I encourage you to do that we just got off track what's the next question Do you have a question for me or do <laughs> I have a mine? question for
1: you um,
2: question four and also I just wanted to share this to just I don't know, I, we've been going for a little while, but I think it's funny because I obviously hear you as you, and you hear me as me, but I think people who are on the outside think we have like the same voice, so I wonder at times in this podcast if they think you're me or that I'm you. Do you get what I'm saying? If our voice, that's, that's I just wanted to point. share that, that anyone listening, if at any point you're like, wait, who's talking? I'm at least, I acknowledge that, and I'm aware of that, and I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Okay, we can script for it. <laughs> Next um, question. Almost my point, done. Yep.
1: Right? Well, not really. We're halfway there. Over oh, half. Oh, we <laughs> got this. We got this. Um, question four. What was your favorite part or best story from this trip? Sheesh. Um there was a
2: I, I think one of the moments that stands out to me. Um we were mixing concrete with one of the um lead, what do you call them, construction workers, like one of the main guys. His name was we called him Frank. I think it was more like Frank, and
1: we called him Frank the Tank. Frank the he Tank, just yeah. Kept working, oh, yeah. kept digging holes, never stopped.
2: Um, so we had this cement machine running, and it was super loud. So like anything you said, you had to yell. And me, Kanan, uh, Colin Barker, and Jonathan were shoveling um, cement, gravel, pouring buckets of water. And we were just shoveling, and it was just fun because we were just screaming, and every time Frank put one in, we were like, hey, and we were like cheering, and every time we finished the batch, hey, give high fives. That was just a really fun experience. Um, I know there's another one. I mean, the games were awesome. It was really cool to um, meet people of a different culture and compete with them and um, find a friendly way to do that. The first night we lost, and I had to push past myself and just be like, all right, pour into these guys and be friendly. Even though we lost and it sucks, I want to be mean, but just be nice. And so um, I was able to run into a couple of those guys. And even though I don't know them, build a relationship over time. Um, The relationships with the workers um, is something that stands out to me big time. Just these cliffs today, sliding down the rocks and jumping off and being in God's creation um, was incredible. Um, I think time sharing with the guys sharing. And um, honestly, I think the biggest thing, that I'll take away um, is just the way that God used this trip to um, work in what we're trying to accomplish as a team. Um, I think it was cool that the first thing we did was work on a bridge. Um, It was a need, so it was really cool. But it was also a good lesson for us because I have no idea what that finished bridge looks like. It's not even finished yet. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not going to witness the people walking across it I'm not going to see how convenient it is for them. I'm not going to get the satisfaction of putting in that last bolt and be like, ah, we're done. I don't even know what those final steps look like, but it's perfect because all we did was build a foundation. And it was important because if we did it wrong, then the bridge would collapse at some point. But we had to focus on these little things. Like the first thing we did was collect rocks dig a hole, make an assembly line that didn't work efficiently unless everybody did their job, Um, pour the cement, everything, making the rebar, whatever, all those little steps that I had no idea, I wouldn't have known what to do, but all those little steps done right, make a solid foundation. And then we leave. And I don't know what the next step is of the bridge. I don't know what the final step is of the bridge but it doesn't matter because somebody's gonna come and finish that. And to me, that speaks to what we're doing on this trip with our team. We played three games, three games that don't really matter because they are, there's no record. They have nothing to do, quote unquote, nothing to do with the national championship, but just like the foundation of the bridge, they have everything to do with what we want to accomplish. So if we just kind of messed around and didn't take it seriously, um, then that bridge would collapse at some point. So I think that was cool, just the way that God spoke to me through that on this mission that we are on as a team, uh, just building that foundation and taking that seriously because you, I couldn't tell you right now what we're going to focus on the week of the national tournament. And just like I couldn't tell you the final steps of that bridge, but do I, I don't need to know that now because if I think about that, if that's all I think about, by the time I get there, I'm not going to know what to do. Our foundation's not going to be set up, and our bridge is going to collapse, and we're going to fail. Not that it's all about the national tournament at all. Um, there's so much more to what we're doing, but it's just a cool illustration to me um, that what we're doing right now is important. Um, okay, so question four on my end. Do you want to do you want to touch on that at all?
1: Um, I guess just adding that. Um just the teamwork and there was people that spoke English and there were people that spoke Spanish and there were people that spoke both but only a few and it was just crazy to see like all this like kind of adversity to building a bridge like communication you need communication to build a bridge but somehow we were able to do that and we're somehow able to have so much fun doing that. Um, another thing was just how, like, Frank and all those other guys, I forget their names now, but um, because they're all Hispanic names that I can't remember, <laughs> but just how hard they worked. Yeah. And they never looked like they were having a bad time. They never complained. They never complained. They just kept working. Yeah. And it's humbling. It is
2: humbling. Why don't we do that when we have an individual or a, a weight session or just prayer time? or waking up and getting in the Word. It's humbling, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, question four. How do you want this trip to affect you moving forward into these next few stages of life? So before I asked you about what you would say to future Seth, and I guess we're still talking about future Seth, but just, I guess, next week, and the first week of
1: school, yeah. first month of the season, whatever. Um thing you touched on earlier was coming off of, like, missions trips or, like, Bible camps or whatever, just how how badly you want to share the gospel, but once you get out there, it just kind of fades away. The, like, just the insecurities come back and the pridefulness comes back. And Satan just attacks so hard after a missions trip or something like that. So I have an experienced coming off a missions trip, but I have experienced coming off a spiritual high where I want to share it to everyone. I want to tell everyone and I want to show God's love to everyone. But Satan attacks so hard after these things. Hmm. Um, So just having people by my side to help me and encourage me to continue to show God's love to everyone. And another thing to relate to it, is just driving down the street in the bus that we had with all the team in it. We would see people on the side of the road, and we'd yell, hola, out the window and wave to them. But in America, we don't do that. And if we were driving a bus, we wouldn't be going, hello, to the people on the side of the road. And that's one thing I want to bring back is just, like, a simple smile to a stranger can make their day. Like, There are people in this world that don't have love like they don't feel love on a daily basis but we wouldn't know it and we wouldn't know because we have love we have a team we have family but there are people in net like next door neighbors people well specifically because i just moved to marion there are people in marion that don't feel god's love ever or rarely and just a simple hello or just be just act Like just caring about them, ask them how their day is. Cause I, I just want to bring that back. I want to carry that back to America. I want to use that and, um, for school, I guess just, just trying to keep my insecurities away because especially Americans, I feel like Dominican people I've noticed have less insecurities from what I see. But Americans have so many insecurities from just people like feeding themselves social media every day and like things wherever. I don't know, just so many insecurities that I don't want to be a fake me. I don't want to show people just the surface level of me. I want to be real with everyone. And that's something that I want to do with the people that I meet at India and Wesleyan. And the the freshmen that I get to live with, I just want to be real. I just and and intentional. That's one thing. I'm rooming with Jonathan and Isaiah, and I wanna I was talking to him, I want to be intentional. I don't want to sit back and live our day-to-day life just saying, Oh, hey, how was your day? And then go to bed. I want to pray with them. I want to read the Bible with them. I want to. I want to be the man who I want to be in the future. I want to be him today. I don't want to wait until then because I keep waiting till some, I feel like, oh, I guess when I'm, when I graduate college, I'll have it all figured out. Or when I have kids, I'll have it figured out. Or when I have grandkids, I'll have it figured out. Or when I'm retired, I'll have it figured out. But I need to make those steps today. I, I need to make those steps to be the father who I want to be, 15 years before I have a kid. I don't really know where I was going with that, but just to be intentional. be Do the things I want to do now instead of waiting. A lot
2: of that is just, I mean, we'll never figure it out. So you touched on it earlier, just pursuing. Yeah, that pursuing. wisdom, Pursuing God. And, um, we want one of the lies of Satan. Just to us every day. It's just that we have to know all the answers. We have to know our future. We have to plan. We have to figure it out. Yeah, we have to figure it out. But the reality is, is it's very simple. It's not easy, but it's very simple. Put God first. Pursue Him. Period. Bottom line. That's that's it. it. That's it. And He'll take care of the rest. And we'll find joy and we'll touch lives and we'll have fun. We'll experience good and bad still. Um, But... But that is so easy to say and so hard to apply. Yeah. And I, I know that your intentions behind what you're saying right now are good. But I also know you. I know me. I know humans. When you're in that room with your roommates, you are probably rather play 2K than read the Bible or something. Or at least Satan's going to tempt you say, hey, why don't you guys just put that off? And then you're going to look at it the same way saying, we'll we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it next week, maybe next year, maybe sophomore year, we'll we'll figure it out. So I think part of that is just pursuing God, letting Him lead the way. Um, Not worrying about it and not trying to do it in your own power.
1: That's tough, though. Very tough. Good stuff. To relate to that is like, um, freshmen coming onto a team, they feel like they need to be led, which obviously they do need to be led. They need people that are like ten steps ahead of them to lead them. But I feel like like I I feel like a lot of people use that as a crutch. Mm -hmm. And in other programs I see that a lot where the freshmen feel they don't have to live up to the standard that the seniors do, which I don't I guess they don't really need to, but why not? Yeah, why not? Why not live the way you should? And that's one thing that I've seen in this program is that everyone is equal. People have different roles, but everyone is equal from the get-go. Like I did not feel that that the guys older than me were more important than me or or anything like that. And I know the other freshmen feel the same way. They have they feel equal importance, which that's what God has for us. He has equal love for everyone. Um, so next question. Yep. Question five. We're almost there. Home stretch. <laughs> see the light. <laughs> okay. Um, this is my question for you, right? Yes. Question five. Seth to Evan, just for an update on who's talking. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Seth speaking. This is another deep one. Started with a deep one, ended with a deep I one. I like that. How has this trip helped you prepare for marriage?
2: Um, well, just to update everyone listening, I'm getting married in on Saturday. So, big time for me. Um, what's the question? How has this trip prepared you for marriage? Well, I'm glad that I'm not just depending on just this trip <laughs> for marriage. Um, but how has it but played a role? I think that it has played a big role. Um, I think any time you can get a lesson in humility, um, and any time you can get a lesson on being a servant, um, it's definitely a really good thing in life in general, which is something I'm trying to learn with my family and my team. But then obviously now I have a big priority in that department coming soon. And so just understanding that I don't have it all figured out, understanding that I don't need um, anything other than God to lead my path. Because if I try to do it my way, we'll both be unhappy. And if we try to do it her way, we'll both be unhappy. Um, So just like this mission trip, if we didn't put Christ at the center of this trip, I'm sure God would have done things because he's powerful enough to do that. But I'm also sure that we would have spent more time um, on our phones or sleeping or more than just half a day at the beach and half a day um, in the cliff doing things we wanted, um, we probably would have had like three days of luxury or whatever if we didn't put God first. So um, I think just the lesson in humility um, and putting others for myself. And that's one thing I'm learning is that this whole I am third thing is it's a great phrase. It's a, it's catchy. Um, it's powerful when you hear it, but when you hear it every day and you're trying to apply it to your life, it's easy to take it for granted and it's easy to just hear I am third and let it slip through. Um, and I think that I have grown through this past year to try. I thought I figured it out and I thought it was step back, put others before yourself, um, sacrifice, let them go first, give something of yours to them, um, or whatever, and i realized in the process of doing that i have moved others to first and myself second because the biggest reason that i put others first is to make me feel better or make myself look good Um, and in the process i have moved god all the way to third so that is the biggest thing i think not just from this trip but this trip has added on to that um, just putting god first everything i do and whether it's this team or whether it's my marriage or my family or whatever, I can't go wrong as long as I'm making them a priority. And it's so a daily decision. Yes, it is. All right. One more question. And we are going to wrap it up. This one's for you, Seth. What has this trip shown you about yourself that you didn't
1: know before? Um, I think it showed... The, the power that I have through Christ and the the insignificance I have without Him. <laughs> um, um, I've seen God really move through people on this trip. And in the States, there are many times where we you didn't seem to be moving through people. And that... That was because we weren't serving. Serving people allows God to come into you. But when you're not serving people, when you're serving yourself, it's very hard for him to work in you. And he's trying, he's calling to you. His hands are there for you to grab. But you, you need to put yourself, you need to realize how insignificant you are without him. And realize, and don't focus on the negatives. Because we, we have a habit of saying like, why did I do that? I disappointed God. God hates when I do that. But rather than focusing on how much he delights in you when you're doing what he's called you to do every day and how he just delights in you, like that's what we should be focusing on is he delights in you every day. Whenever you wake up, He makes you new. He gives you new blessings every morning. It, you're not you're not the sinner you were the day before when you wake up in the morning. You, he He blesses you with a new, a new opportunity, and just the fact that He's He's so gracious to us every day. What was the question again? Um, it was. What did it show about you that you didn't know before? Yeah, so just the power awesome. of God. It's awesome. And it's it's nothing about me. It's just about God. It's the power of Him. So we're running out of time. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we could finish by um, quoting Philippians 2, 1 through 11. Because we memorized it. All right. And it'd be cool. Let's do it. Um, we have we have different versions, don't we? Yeah, we have different versions. So, so if we'll there's any
2: encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participate in the spirit, participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, make my joy complete
1: by having the same mind, um, having the same yeah. love, being full accord and yeah. of one mind. Want to take the next part? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Um, what are you
2: guys still talking about here? <laughs> well, actually, we were going through um, Philippians 2 1 through 11 wow. at the moment. So, since you showed up, if you want to.
1: All right. I'm going to let you guys get back it. to it. Close us out in prayer, please. By the way, we have Grant Smith here. He just popped
0: in the door, so he's going to close us in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for uh, this wonderful trip. Um, the wonderful group of guys that have uh, bonded well together today um, and this whole week. Um, we thank we thank you for the wonderful time that we had here. Um, these people really pushed us um, in ways that I never thought would have happened. Um, the joy they brought to us, the joy they had um, was insane. Um, I just pray that we can take, each one of us can take something out of this trip, Lord, and uh, bring back to the U.S. and use it in, in uh, our daily lives back there because many of us learn many things from, from you and the, the wonderful people over here, Lord. Um, we're blessed to have this opportunity. Um, we thank you for this trip once again, Lord. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you for listening. If you
2: want to hear the rest of Philippians 2, 1 through 11, you can find any of us on the team, and we'll quote it for you, specifically if you find Grant Smith. Make sure you ask him to recite that for you. Um, Just take a moment. Thank you for listening. Sorry for keeping you so long, but I hope that the spirit led in your life. We have to leave at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow to fly back home. Um, Thanks for listening this week as the team laid the foundation for how we would trade the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three this season.
1: Listening to this episode of the pursuit.
2: If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on
1: your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag askiwoohoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Iwo Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.